Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to For God So Loved the Mom, a podcast for all things mom life, growing in your faith, and raising the next generation of Jesus warriors. I'm your host, Casey Prouty. I'm a full-time working mom and fellow kingdom warrior, and I am so excited to be here with you. So grab your coffee or your wine and get comfy as we talk about this beautifully chaotic journey that we call motherhood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of For God So Love the Mom. Hope everybody has had a great week. And I am so excited to have you all back for another episode. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I wanted to take the opportunity to really kind of deep dive into some mental health things um, in general and uh, with us moms as a whole. Um, Because I think that... The role of a mom is often overlooked, Uh, whether you work outside the home, whether you work at home, whether you homeschool, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, the role of an actual mom, I think, is is often overlooked, Um, and I wanted to just kind of shed some light on just some of the things, Uh, because we're always trying to be all of the things. So I want to just kind of bring some light to some of the things. So as moms, we are the household managers, the schedule keepers, the taxi drivers, the homework helpers, the chef, the maid, the nurse, the cheerleader, the deep question guru. You know, I could go on and on uh, for all the roles that we serve and if you're anything like me, you know, you you genuinely love serving your family. It brings you great joy. It makes you happy. And it is the happy place. And it's usually the place where, uh, especially us moms, feel like we fit best. Uh, but it can also bring you great overwhelm and exhaustion And there are times where we are proud to be all of the things. Uh, We kind of wear it like a badge of honor, so to speak. And, you know, a lot of times we take comparison into the mix and compare what someone else is doing with their kids, what their kids are doing their grades, their extracurricular activities, what the mom does or doesn't do. You know, we we try to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. And eventually, the ball is going to drop. There may be the rare unicorn mom out there that can juggle all of the balls and all of the schedules and all of the things all at the same time. But for most of us, the ball will fall. And so I want to talk a little bit about the signs of burnout 
and mom burnout. Did you know that that was a thing? That is a thing. It's a real thing. We get to this point where, you know, the the second that you find out that you're you're going to have a baby or that you're going to bring another life into this world, whether it be your first or your third or your eighth, Lord help you. Um, we get to a point where we almost have convinced ourselves that our role as a mother is supposed to be chaotic and full of stress and exhausting. I mean, what what's the first thing you usually hear when you're having your first baby? You know, be prepared to say goodbye to your sleep. Make sure you sleep when baby sleeps. You know, you'll never sleep again. And motherhood was never meant to be that way. It was never meant to be stressful and exhausting and chaotic to the point that we get burnout. We hear about burnout with a lot of career choices, nurses, doctors, first responders, policemen, firemen, teachers. Certain careers come with the expectation that at some point you will experience burnout. But nobody expects a mom to experience burnout. And if we do, we are not going to stand on the rooftops and yell it for everybody to hear because it's not something that we really want to openly admit that you're having burnout as a mom. It feels like a, like a selfish statement. I'm tired and I'm burnt out. Again, you hear that with, you know, common career choices. An EMT who sees however many wrecks and injuries and issues in a, a lifetime career. And you're talking about a role as a mom that automatically brings you about 18 years worth. And if you have more than one child, you're in it for longer than that. But nobody expects moms to be burnt out at any point because this is what we do. And in some cases, this is what we ask for. You wanted kids. This is, you know, how many times have you heard that? I've heard that a few times. Like, you wanted kids and here you go. But there are signs of mom burnout. And I want to just shed a little bit of light on them because you may be a mom who doesn't realize that you're doing too much. There is such a thing as a mom who does too much and it will cause you to burn out. The first point is that you're not living in the now. You're not present. You're not living for right now. And 
we hear it all the time. And if it's one thing that I learned even more so being married to a fireman is that tomorrow is not guaranteed. We should always live in the moment. That's what we hear, right? Especially when our kids are little. We hear it all the time. Live in the moment. Enjoy the moment. They're only little for this moment. Tomorrow, they're a day older. And those days turn into weeks that turn into months that turn into years. And bless Facebook memories because I keep getting all of these memories now from when Wyatt was, you know, about six months old or so. So everything is like on this day, six years ago, and you can see how little he was and, you know, how chill he was and how happy he was. And he was smiling all the time and he fit in my lap and, you know, I could carry him from one room to another and not get winded. And now he's six years old instead of six months old. So we hear all the time, enjoy the moment. They're only this little once. We get so busy looking ahead and trying to plan our next move and trying to prepare for the future. Yes. So Wyatt has a baseball game. And all day I'm thinking about, okay, well, we have a game, which means I need his uniform, which means I got to pick him up from school. And when I pick him up from school, we got to change clothes there because it's an early game. And I got to make sure I have him a snack and make sure that, you know, he has a drink and make sure he has his baseball bag and make sure he's got his bat and his glove and his hat and everything that goes with his uniform and that all the pieces are, you know, in line. And I got to make sure I leave work at such and such a time to make sure I get to the school on time so that I can still get him dressed into his game. And so we're so busy planning for what's coming that we forget that now is happening. So how do we fix that? We make an intentional effort to be present now. And believe me, it is work. It is not easy to just, especially as a mom, to be in the now. It never fails. You know, you hear the phrase, you know, well, they always want to talk to me at the most inopportune time. Or they always want to come and have a conversation when I'm trying to watch my favorite show. Or it never fails that once, you know, the kids are in bed and I get settled into my bed and I'm, I'm binging something on Netflix that one of the kids is going to wake up or somebody's going to be sick or somebody's going to need water. And we forget to enjoy that moment. You don't know when the last day is that they're going to need you to get them water. You don't know when the last day is that they're going to need advice. I heard one one time uh, from a friend of mine, I didn't realize the last night that I rocked him to sleep was going to be the last night that I rocked him to sleep. Why? Because then he started going to sleep like a big boy after that. I don't rock Wyatt to sleep anymore, but we sing, You Are My Sunshine, every night. He will not let me go downstairs without singing, You Are My Sunshine, every night. And we say prayers, and we sing sunshine, and then I turn his nightlight on and his humidifier on, and then I go downstairs and go to bed. But I don't know how much longer I get to sing sunshine, because 
eventually he's going to be older. And just like he doesn't fit in my lap anymore for me to rock him to sleep, he's not going to need me to sing sunshine to be able to go to sleep. But we forget as we're in those moments that that might be the last time you get that moment. So you have to make an intentional effort to be in the now and enjoy the now regardless of how stressful and chaotic it may be. Next point, you are anxious for no reason. Now, let me side note this and say that I am fully aware that anxiety is a thing. I know that it exists. I know that it is there. We will probably have a whole other podcast episode sometime this month on anxiety just in general. But when you have anxiety and you have anxious feelings for no reason and you can't pinpoint it, that should be a red flag for you. We live in a day where there's not enough time in the day to do everything that we feel like we need to do. And if you're a stay-at-home mom, there's not enough time in the day to get up and get the kids ready for school and get them to school and get home and get your chores done that you want to get done around the house and go grocery shopping and go run errands and then go pick the kids up and get them home and fix their homework and fix dinner and give them a bath and put them in the bed. And by the end of the day... The day is over, the sun has set, and you're left feeling like, what exactly did I do today? Have you ever felt like that? You have a to-do list, you get to the end of the day, and nothing on your to-do list has actually been marked off, but you know that you've been running around all day long, and you still can't figure out what you did all day, and then that to-do list rolls over to the next day. There's not enough time in the day for us moms to do everything that we feel like we need to do. If you're a working mom and you work outside the home, you know, you're having to juggle getting up, getting yourself ready, getting your kids ready, getting them to school or to daycare, getting yourself to work on time, working for six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, depending on your schedule, getting off work, going to get the kids, getting them home. Then you still got to do homework and make dinner and give them baths and get them in the bed. And then the sun has set. We spend so much time planning and trying to plan everything that we want to do and sacrificing our time and mental capacity for trying to make more time to do more things. And I'm all about, you know, better ways to be productive and and how you can get more done. But at the same time, being productive doesn't mean adding more to your plate So how do we fix that? You have to put yourself in a position where you are able to and can allow yourself to say no. It is amazing how much just a small task, something that you may have said yes to, taken off of your plate can calm an anxious heart. Just one thing that you don't have to do because instead of saying yes, you let yourself say no. And a lot of times as moms, we feel like we're not allowed to say no, that we have to do, you know, all of the bake sales and all of the fundraisers and all of the carnivals and all of the chaperoning and all of the 
you know, school dances. But you are allowed to say no. And we have to get to a point where we let ourselves say no and then we don't feel guilty about it. Third thing. You start to resent your family. And I absolutely hate this word. Um, I hate the word resentment. I don't like it because to me it just feels like a very selfish word. Because you resent people for not doing what you need them to do or for not reading your mind and knowing that you need help. Oftentimes we're doing too much and we don't even notice that we're doing too much. But we also feel like others should help carry some of the load that we're carrying. And then we resent them for not helping us carry the load because we didn't let them help us carry the load. We wanted to do it ourselves. I am very much that person. And I hate to admit that, but I'm very much that person. I am the person that's like, you know what? I'll just do it myself. I don't want to ask anybody else to do it. I'll just go do it myself. The problem with that is, is that that makes you resent the people who can actually help you do what you wanted to do yourself. So how do we fix it? We ask for help. I know. Don't come for me. This is a hard one. Not just for moms, for everybody in general. It is so hard for people to ask for help. Nobody wants to ask for help. Why? Because we want to be superwoman and we don't want to look like asking for help is our kryptonite. We don't want to look like we can't handle it. We don't want to look like we can't take on the task of being an effective mom. We don't want to appear as though I just couldn't do it. So I had to ask somebody else to help me. You don't ask for help out of guilt. You ask for help out of exhaustion, more so. But once you realize it actually takes more strength to ask somebody to help you than it does to try to do it all yourself. You don't have to be all things to all people. And as moms, that's our nature. That's what we want to do. But we don't have to. We were not meant to carry everything on our own. We weren't. God did not create us that way. So ask for help. The fourth point is that you have trouble concentrating. Now, I know this is kind of a general term and you're like, oh my God, are you a mother? Because I think all moms have trouble concentrating. And then in the beginning, we call it mom brain. You know, when the babies are newborns or, you know, when we're pregnant, we call it pregnancy brain. I can't concentrate. I can't think straight. You know, however you, you choose to word it. The fact is, is that when you are on stress overload, your brain can't function. It can't concentrate on one thing at a time. When you're constantly worried about 
well, what time is it? Because I have to go pick up the kids. I have to make sure I'm there on time. I have to get to work on time. I have to leave on time. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to be here. I have to go there. I have to do this. And in our constant stress and chaos, the one thing that we can control is ourself. And so we tend to deprioritize ourselves because we think we can. Because we always put ourselves on the back burner. I'll get to that later. I'll do that later. I need to do this, but I'll do that later. Which usually means that we're not eating right. Our, our health is probably not the best. And if our health starts to decline, it usually gets put off until way later than it should. Because we just don't have time. That's such a common phrase um, in today's world and in motherhood. I just don't have time. I just don't have time. I just don't have time. How many times have you walked into a room and gone, why did I come in here? And then you can't even remember why you came into that room. We are multitaskers by nature. But did you know that multitasking is actually a myth? Actually, let me reword. Multitasking at 100% is a myth. It does not exist. You cannot multitask, meaning doing task A, B, and C at the same time to 100% for all three tasks that you need to do. You can't do it. Our brains were not designed that way. They were designed to concentrate and focus on one thing at a time. And you are actually less productive when you're trying to multitask. Which is a really hard concept because how many, especially those of us that that um, have worked with HR or in HR or have been part of a hiring process, How many resumes do you see and where it asks for skills? 99% of the time, you're going to find somebody that says multitasking is a skill. And they may be great at actual multitasking, but no one can multitask at 100% for each individual task that they need to accomplish. Moms are included. So we fix it by stopping and making a list. Now, I'm a list maker. I'm a paper person. I've always been that way. I need to write things down. Some people make lists in their phone. Some people are very photographic minded and can, you know, picture a list in their mind. I'm not that person. I will forget. But instead of making yourself a to-do list with everything that you want to do on it, start your mornings by making a must list and write down the top three priorities for the day things that must be done and must be done today that can't wait that can't roll over then you have three things to focus your time on versus an entire to-do list of well that's not really important it can wait till later but this one is incredibly important and it 
will reduce the stress overload and it will keep you from having to multitask and doing everything at very, very, very limited efficiency. Fifth point. If you've given up all your hobbies. Now, I am going to say that I am guilty of this, which is another reason that I started this podcast. So, if you find that the things that you loved doing pre-motherhood, you are no longer doing. You're not pursuing anything that makes your heart happy. You're not pursuing any of your passions, any of your happiness, because you are constantly doing everything for everyone and nothing ever for yourself. That should be another red flag for you. And I will admit that I got to that point where I realized nothing that I did before I got married and had a baby that I loved doing, do I do anymore. Now, some of that is because my passions and my hobbies had changed, but I wasn't pursuing those either. So to counter that, we have to build time for our passions. Now, I'm not going to jump on the the self-care, self-love train that is crowding social media at the moment. Do I believe that those things are necessary? Yes, I do. Um, but you are not going to convince me that taking a day off work going to get a massage and sitting in a bubble bath, binge watching Netflix and having a glass of wine is going to solve all my problems. Because as soon as I step out of the bathtub and dry off, the problems are still going to be there. So I'm not going to jump on that train. Yes, I do believe it is crucial for moms and everyone around us to take care of ourselves and to show ourselves self-love. But one thing that we forget is sometimes just a good hot shower with no child interruptions can be extremely freeing and calming and relaxing for a mother. And we forget those things. But you have to build time for what fuels you to want to do more of it. For your passions. For the things that motivate you. What do you enjoy doing? What makes you happy? What makes your heart jump? Do you want to make blessing bags and go hand them out to the homeless? Do you want to go feed the homeless? Do you want to go work at a soup kitchen? Do you want to, you know, give to a charity? Do you want to volunteer your time? Do you want to work at your church? Do you want to volunteer at your kid's school? Do you want to paint? Do you want to read? Do you... What makes you happy? We have to make intentional time, even if it's just 10 minutes. We deserve that and more, but we deserve that 10 minutes to do something just for ourselves that makes us happy because we spend most of our time 
doing everything for everyone else that makes them happy. So make time for the things that make you happy. Number six, you wake up feeling overwhelmed. Now, we all know a mother who had a baby who, you know, took forever to sleep through the night. Or, you know, a a child that went through sleep regression. Or a baby that had colic. Or another one that had, you know, other health issues. You know, we, we know the definition of exhaustion as parents. But if you are sleeping, the recommended enough hours in the night and you are still waking up feeling overwhelmed and anxious and exhausted that should be a red flag because again we constantly are thinking about what we need to do what we have to do and a lot of times we wake up and as soon as our alarm goes off our brain goes into to-do mode. And you may have a to-do mode that is routine, but it still requires a lot of to-do steps. And that will throw you into waking up already overwhelmed, which is already going to set your entire day's tone in an overwhelmed tone versus a calmed one. So start your morning with a new morning routine. I really advocate for prayer first or a gratitude journal or yoga or meditation. Something that calms the mind. Even if it's just 5 to 10 minutes before you jump into your normal morning routine. You wake up. You go to God in prayer. You tell him to set your feet on the right path for the day. To calm your mind. To give you peace. And to thank him for what he's done. I also advocate for doing that at night before you go to bed, but that's just me. So give yourself something to look forward to in the morning. When your alarm goes off, this is what you get to do first. Not have to, but we get to. And share the load. And make it a requirement. One thing I've been struggling with here lately is teaching Wyatt to pick up after himself. And I will admit that this is my own fault. Because again, for the longest time, it was always just easier for me to do it. So he would get done playing or at night when he goes to bed, I realized that there were toys all over the floor. So I would pick them up, put them up so that everything was in its place when we got up the next day. Now I'm in the process of trying to get him to rinse his cereal bowl out and pick his toys up before he goes to bed. And a lot of times that ends with the six going on 16 attitude that has, 
I don't know. I told y'all something happens to these kids when they go to kindergarten. And it, it's like everything is the end of the world. So, Wyatt, pick up your toys. And it's the, uh, uh, I don't want to. Well, I didn't ask you if you wanted to. Like, I spent the day cleaning the house. The least you can do is pick up your toys. And it usually happens with attitude, but it happens now. Whereas it didn't before. Because I told him... When I run the vacuum cleaner at night, if your toys are on the floor, I'm going to let the, the vacuum cleaner suck them up. That's just what it is. I am not picking up your toys or your coloring books or your crayons or your cars or your tablet or any of that for you anymore. If you don't know where your tablet is, it's because you sat it down and you didn't keep up with it. I am not doing that for you anymore. You are a big boy now. You need to learn to do that. And it's hard for me because I want to just keep doing it. And when it's time to go to bed, instead of making him pick up his toys, it's easier for me to just say, okay, you go to bed. And then I'll come back downstairs and I'll end up picking up his toys. And I don't do that anymore. And it's been a struggle, but we're working on it. Because he is old enough now that he can share the load of picking up behind himself and the things that are his. So, work on sharing the load and make it a requirement. And then add something to your morning routine that you get to do first. And make it exciting. Something that you want to do, that you get excited to wake up for in the morning because you get to do this when you get up. Okay, so the last point, which is kind of an obvious one, but if everyone around you is telling you, you do too much, you probably do too much. Just because you can, doesn't mean you should. This goes back to allowing yourself to, to say no. Give yourself permission to breathe. You are allowed that. Just because you can make something for the bake sale doesn't mean you should because you already have, you know, two other events that weekend. Just because you, you know, can help out this friend doesn't mean you should. And that would be my cat snoring if you could hear that. Um, just because you can doesn't mean you should. We are allowed breaks as moms, as people, as employees, as babysitters. We are allowed to take a break. And we have to give ourselves that permission to breathe. Don't let mom burnout take over. There are ways to combat that. And mental health is important and not nearly recognized enough. And like I said in the beginning, I think the role and 
the stresses that come with being a mom are very often overlooked. So give yourself time. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself a break. And let yourself be. Because everybody else in every other career choice that experiences burnout can change it. They have the option to walk away. I'm burnt out from this. I don't want to do it anymore. Or I'm not doing it effectively anymore. Or I'm not giving it 100% anymore. And they can walk away and change their career. You cannot change being a mom. You have children. God made you a mom because he knew that you could handle it. God put you where you are because he knew that you could handle it. He put you in that job. He put you in that person's life. He put you in that child's life. He put you in that career choice. Bloom where you are planted right now. Because God knew you were strong enough to do it. Go grab your coffee, Mama. You deserve it. Hey guys, it's Wyatt. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Hey mama, real quick before you go, make sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a comment. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come back for another episode of For God So Love the Mom.